0: This is Real Estate on Air. Dear listeners, whenever I think of acquiring a real asset, Veritasi Homes comes to mind. They are the developers of Kimberwall Advantage, Itsunu Residential, and Itsunu City, the biggest work, live, and play development in Nigeria. With a triple B credit rating and 500 homes being built, they are the brand you can always trust thoughts you all should know
1: veritassi homes creating better
0: this is real estate on air
2: welcome to real estate on air i am ruth obi joining me on the show today to talk about the united states eb5 program is roberto Contreras jr Welcome to the show, Roberto.
1: Thank you very much for having me, Ruth.
2: Uh, Okay, first, let's talk about the recent reforms to the EB-5 program. So what's new? What's happening?
1: Yeah, there's there's some great reforms to the program. Um, First off, as you know, the program uh, was temporarily suspended on uh, June 30th of 2021. Um, And it didn't come back until March uh, 15th of 2022. And they suspended it for that time to, to reform it. And some of those reforms were actually um, really positive, a movement of positive direction uh, by Congress uh, for the EB-5 program. Uh, the The actual name of the new law that passed, the new EB-5 law that is, is the Reform and Integrity Act. Um, and so you could see there just from the name that they put a lot of emphasis on protecting investors and adding transparency measures to the program for the betterment uh, of the investors
2: okay great 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 so tell me um the entire break that the system has taken obviously would have had impact on existing investors and obviously um potential investors what has has been the impact on this regarding um, our existing investors and obviously the potential
1: ones yeah, so the, the, the suspension of the program, unfortunately, if an investor at that time had not already gotten uh, their conditional green card, then they were essentially in limbo. Um, and so for many investors, it was a, it was a frustrating time. Um, it was certainly a frustrating time for us. You know, there was a lot of uncertainty around the program, but we knew that this was something that Congress was going to bring back. They just wanted to add those reforms, like I said, those integrity measures and and some other things which I'm sure we'll talk about later on in the show in terms of what they've done to incentivize uh, development in certain areas that Congress felt were important.
2: Okay, right. So, so tell us, you know, in a nutshell, what's new for investors, how are they protecting the investors now? What's new?
1: Well, you know, just right off the bat. Uh, When the suspension happened, like I said, those investors were in limbo. When the program came back, they started processing those investors. And and I'm happy to say, though, that those investors now are starting to get their green cards, the ones that were kind of in limbo. Um, So right off the bat, when they brought the program back, uh, they brought it back for five years. Previously, the program was only getting one year extensions. Now they get a five year extension. And as long as investors invest before September of 2026, they uh, don't, they won't be going in limbo like some investors did before uh, in case the program doesn't get renewed. Um, You know, this is immigration. So the U.S. immigration law is always changing. So first off, we'd always encourage investors to try to take advantage of this window of opportunity. Um, But yes, aside from the investor protections, which now require Uh, regional centers, which are authorized entities to raise EB-5. It requires them, like ourselves, um, to hold the EB-5 funds in a separate account, um, to have uh, an attorney or a third-party accountant sign off on the release of those funds to ensure that the, the money is, in fact, going to the project. Um, Yearly audits of the projects, you know, uh, investor protections in case of projects, for whatever reason, something happens or, uh, you know, with the project, investors can actually switch projects and and keep their process going, um, which all of these things were were previously um, not available to the investors. Uh, Adjustment of of status. So if an investor is here already and they invest for EB-5 and they invest in EB-5, they can adjust their status and essentially stay in the United States as they await their EB-5. Um, so all of those things are just sort of covering the basis for the investors and, and really making sure that it's a fair and safe program for the investors. And then of course there's enhancements actually to the program. Um, there's a priority processing category uh, where instead of having to wait um, what we would estimate is about two years, uh, you could wait less than a year uh, to get your green card if you invest in a rural area, which is an area that's outside of a, of a city. Um, there's, uh, you know, set aside visas, which probably not relevant to African investors, but for uh, certain Asian countries, um, that are the main beneficiaries of EB five, like China, um, Vietnam and India, those countries have backlogs because there's just been so many investors, uh, from those countries. Um, so now that, you know, they've created these set aside visas where those investors do not have to wait in line necessarily like they normally would if they invest in a rural area. Um, or in certain target employment areas. So it, it, I think overall, it was a very positive new law. And, and it's essentially a new era for EB-5, I think, where um, people are going to be really pleased with the outcomes.
2: All right. I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> so tell me, um, so this is going to blow your head. You, um, Houston EB-5, okay, obviously um, has helped over a thousand immigrants, you know, get the EB-5 visa to the U.S. And you obviously, you're not stopping because you've done over like six, seven projects, and you're about to launch a, a grand project outside um, uh, the city of Houston, in on Austin, Petersburg, or something. So, tell us a bit more about this new project that everybody's talking about.
1: Thank you, Ruth, for that. For the you know giving a little bit of background. Yeah, you know, Houston V Five. We've been in business since uh, 2011. Um, as you've mentioned, we've we've issued or sponsored over a thousand green cards. In fact, you know. Ruth, my, uh, I think you might might know this, but my parents originally were able to secure their green card through the EB-5 program, thanks to the EB-5 program. Um, they came here in 1984, but they were finally able to get their green card uh, in 1994, after the, the EB-5 program was passed in 1990, uh, that new law had passed. So um, something is very dear, you know, to me and to my family. Um, and so, you, you know, like you said, we're not stopping. We we feel like we have a very special business model, um, you know, compared to other regional centers because we're vertically integrated. Um, so we are a developer and a and a regional center, and we've been very lucky uh, over the last decade developing in Texas. You know, Texas is the the fastest growing state economy in the country now for over two decades. Um, And and so there's just it's there's so many great opportunities in Texas and it just so happens that there's great rural opportunities in Texas. Um, So being a vertically integrated regional center, you know, being a developer and having the authority to raise EB-5 funds, which is quite unique in the industry, um, allows us to handpick projects um, and handpick projects in the best market in the United States, which is Texas. And we uh, were very lucky to come across this opportunity in Fredericksburg, Texas, which is a very popular tourist destination now in Texas. It's a historic town over 175 years of history. It was founded by German immigrants actually um, in the early 1800s. And so it's a, it's a you know, beautiful uh, historic town that, has, uh, you know, that still has sort of maintained and preserved that, that German heritage. Um, and so architecturally, it's a very interesting town. Um, and it's very different from anything that you would find in Texas, uh, because Texas is just so new. So it's all very modern. Everything is very modern. It's, it's modern architecture. Um, and, and so that's kind of what makes Fredericksburg as a town that much more valuable um, because of that history, which is something that, that we don't have enough of in Texas. Um, it's also at the heart of Texas wine country, uh, which is a, this is a burgeoning industry in central Texas and um, it's just a beautiful area there Texas Hill Country Um, and and I think what's best is you know the best thing about this project as well is just it's only about 45 minutes away from Austin and San Antonio so it it, it qualifies for quote-unquote rural but um, it's very close to Austin and San Antonio so um, and, and pretty soon, you know, it'll probably end up getting swallowed by these areas that are growing so fast.
2: So, as the managing director of Houston EB5, uh, just help me. I mean, assuming someone is a potential immigrant and they are listening to us now, um, can you like um, summarize what Houston EB5 does and how Houston EB5 can help them actually get a green card? What does it take? You know, like a listener who doesn't know anything about this, just a summary of what you can do for them and what does it take to to get on board this EB five program?
1: Yeah, so um, you know the EB five program is uh, is the, what it stands for is employment based, and it's and then it's fifth preference, which means that it's a just a the fifth kind of employment based visa, whereas the other four EB visas are all based on people coming here and getting a job. Um, and, and, having an employer support them or having a special ability that an employer can prove, uh, to get them that green card. Instead, the EB five program is based on creating jobs for others. So it's, it's an investor visa essentially that it's the only investor visa that can get you a green card and it's, you know, you're coming and you're investing and creating jobs through that investment. in in our case, it's through real estate projects. So that, that project in Fredericksburg that we just mentioned is a mixed use development. Um, and so we're, we're building a hotel and, and retail and apartments, all things that are needed in this in this town, um, in this growing town. So with through the construction, we're able to create these jobs. And so um, when you invest through an authorized entity, uh, what they call a regional center, um, you're able to get credit for the jobs you're creating uh, through construction. And so um, we put the project together. We're a developer, so we, we had the land. We put our own investment in the, in the project as well and uh, create the offering. We, we send that offering to the USCIS uh, to show them the project. Um, is compliant with, with everything that they're looking for and that we're going to create enough jobs through construction for the amount of investors that we're seeking. Um, and, and the investors, once once they're interested and have decided to invest, uh, they do a, a brief source of funds uh, process where there's a brief source of funds process uh, before the funds are transferred to show where their funds are coming from. So there's some documentation needed on that side for the investors but They'll work with an immigration attorney then. Uh, and then once the funds are transferred over, um, we are then, uh, the, the investor is then officially allowed to file their application with the USAIS, showing them where their funds came from and what project their funds are in. Um, and so, you know, our job is to then deploy those funds into the project to show the investor and then to show the USCIS that those funds were indeed used and in job for job creation purposes. Uh, than to go out and, and, you know, build the project and and lease it out and stabilize the rents and eventually be able to return the money to the investors uh, once their immigration process has finished.
2: Um, Just to recap, um, um, let me just put it out there. The EB-5 program is a high-level investment program, unlike the green card um, that we were used to, you know, in the past. Um, So I think that will round up by asking just one question. I know congratulations. You've just been appointed on the prestigious board of Invest in the USA. Um, So congratulations, by the way, on that.
1: Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Ruth. It was, um, like I said, the five program is something that's very special to me. So I just told my story and um, was able to become the youngest board member, uh, I guess, in the history of IUSA so far.
2: Congratulations. So, what role does this group, the Investing USA, play uh, for the EB five industry? That'll be my last question. Uh,
1: well, it's it's the local sort of uh, you know EB five industry lobbying group. So, I guess the most important role is policy wise with uh, Congress and with the USCIS, which is the agency that carries out the policy. Um. We, uh, you know, put forth suggestions for policy. We engage with Congress on uh, what the EB-5 policy should be. And then once it's passed, which it was recently passed, we engage with the USCIS, with the agency to create regulations around that policy and best practices around that policy. So um, I guess one of the benefits of being on the board is just kind of being, uh, you know, kind of front lines on the action of, you know, what the US how the USCIS intends to carry out these laws um, and, and, that helps us kind of, uh, sort of ensure, uh, the safety for our investors, um, in terms of in the predictability of their immigration process. Um, and then of course, just kind of getting the word out there locally as well to city governments, to state governments that this program exists. Um, and, uh, you know, if, if they have any you know, special development projects that they would like to achieve, that they could also work with the regional center. Uh, you know, for something like that. So, you know, an example, the city of Houston, we've had several delegations, you know, abroad with uh, uh, with city officials when we have projects to promote investment in Texas or in Houston. Um, the city of Fredericksburg uh, specifically um, sort of had mentioned when they were looking for a partner for this project um, that they were open to ev 5 fundraising as well. So, um, so that's kind of the job of IUSA is kind of getting the word out there to everybody that this program exists and trying to ensure that it's a safe and predictable process for everybody.
2: Thank you so much, Robert. I like the passion and um, good luck on your new project. But uh, send the in the Frederick. Frederick. Yeah, because I know it was Fredericksburg. Yeah. So the Frederick in Fredericksburg, Texas. Good luck with that project. And I look forward to uh, having you back on the show in the near future.
1: Thank you very much, Ruth. Thank you so much for having me. This is Real Estate On Air.
0: Dear listeners, whenever I think of acquiring a real asset, Veritasi Homes comes to mind. They're the developers of Kimberwall Advantage, Itunu Residential, and Itunu City, the biggest work, live, and play development in Nigeria. With a triple B credit rating and 500 homes being built... They're the brand you can always trust. I thought you all should know.
1: Veritassi Homes. Creating better.